but I would love to have like a maybe not a ten point one, but like a, a seven a seven inch uh, tablet in my yeah, car. That'd be awesome. Somebody peek through your window and they see you know just a ten inch display, and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> You're listening to the Techpedition Podcast, episode one hundred and one, in the palm of our hands. Hey everybody, the Techpedition Podcast. Um, my name is Sergio. I am the host. This is James coming up from across the border in Canada. How y'all people doing? This is Carl coming from Atlanta, Georgia, Chocolate City. And this is Clarence, one of the last remaining souls still here in the Berg. Uh, that's right. You are the, the only person on the on the uh, the cast that is in Hattiesburg. Just like oh, sprouted out like a leaf. I mean, everybody's. Gone in different directions. That's like okay. Tr- Taking like the it of the truth. <laughs> the internet keeps us connected. Oh yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, well, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and we'll get to all of that. This is episode one hundred and one. Do you know how many uh, yeah. Dalmatians there are? Oh wow! Re- really? We're going there. <laughs> I have an interesting thing about 101. Okay. I mean, that's, that's always the number of people use when they're uh, talking about how to do something. Like yeah, college. <laughs> yeah. The, the, math, the most basic version of, of whatever they're, they're talking about. Why couldn't it just be zero or 100? I don't know. Well, because of, because of college. Like if you're taking, taking algebra 101, you're taking the dumbest version of algebra. I could be, could be uh, algebra one. I don't know. Because there are different variations. Well, actually, I didn't take Algebra 1. Freaking computer science make you start at 167. That was bullshit. Yeah. But, but like a lot of, a lot of um, uh, TV shows and stuff, they'll start at episode number 101. I don't know oh. why they do that. Oh, because that's season, season one. Season one, episode one. Ah. You know, just like if you live in building one, apartment one, first floor. What? Well, no, Wouldn't it be, be zero one zero one then? Okay, we've been on this way too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode one hundred and one. Uh, let's jump into news, Carl. Oh, yeah, go ahead and start you got this the off first with one. A, yeah, we start this off with a dirty joke. Something else uh, everyone did a lot of in college with their palm. Uh, well, palm is dead. Um, <laughs> I'm failing to see the dirty joke there. I never Please. killed my palm in college. Just got really hairy, huh? You have some news, Carl? You know, they say say hair and fingernails still grows after death. But HP has given up on Palm. Well, not entirely. I had to reread the article. Uh, But they say they're they're stepping out of the hardware side of the Palm OS, WebOS. So pretty much I'm assuming that's zero support for those who bought a touchpad less than 30 days ago. Um, The Palm Pre-3 is probably not going to be launched outside of Europe, so it's not going to make it to America. Um, however, they say they're going to put their focus on software and enterprise. So they're going to stay with servers and software, which I think actually makes sense. But the funny thing is I hear they're stepping out of the PC market also. They're kind of giving up on all consumer everything. They don't care about the general consumer anymore. They only want business, which is funny because they are currently the number one PC maker with 17% control. And so that's interesting that the top, the top provider is leaving. But HP is the top. Oh, HP is also Compaq, aren't they? Yeah, 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 they bought Compaq. 
which was okay. a very uh, negative venture. I think I think that hurt them a lot. Uh, but I kind of understand it. Understand it with the motion, with the movement of everything going to the cloud, and with the power of PCs over the last, I'd say five years. The general consumer, well, doesn't need a new computer until we get to head tracking, mind reading, motion control, or something in in, in all PCs. The general consumer. PC made five years ago will do everything for them. Who, who needs a faster spreadsheet? That's pretty much all they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of yeah, understand I mean, it. I just hope that Palm, that WebOS goes third party. With yeah, yeah. I mean, with WebOS and like the touchpad, I think they're like giving up way too soon. I mean, if you want to come into the market and try to compete against the iPad, and then you have Honeycomb tablets that are out, you're not going to do it. But they've been out like a month. How long had the yeah. touchpads been out? It came I mean, out last month. <laughs> I mean, did they really expect to just come in the market and just like sweep away the market in, in just a month and take over? No, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And- what, 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 that's, what, what that sounds like is they knew it was a doomed project going into it and they had to put a product out so they couldn't, so, so the investors could at least say they got some of their money back. I mean, but they, they've they just bought Palm like less than a year ago. So, I mean, this is just like you have to give this stuff time to develop. I mean, even just like the, the WebOS, they, they never really gave it time to flourish. I mean, they're just killing it. Yeah, and the crazy thing is like I actually like uh, the WebOS, but every time I read the specifications on the devices, I'm like, why are their devices hardware so much less than you know the current market? Like yeah. their phones were coming out with you know below three inch uh, three inches size LCD display screens on them, uh, you know six hundred megahertz process when everyone's moving to gigahertz and dual core. I'm not even entirely sure if the touchpad has a dual core processor in it. It just shows just how they and then they were still charging iPad prices. Yeah, you know, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. They, I mean, if you want to come in and take over the market, you can't, you can't come in at the same price as the big dog. You have to, I mean, just like the with the 3ds, I mean, they dropped their prices and they saw a big, they're seeing a big surge in sales as with the PS3, which we probably talk about. I mean, you can't, you can't come in the market and expect to compete at the same price as somebody like. The, the Apple iPad when everybody loves it so much. Yeah, that's the top contender. Yeah. Like Asus or Asus, they got it right. They they they, they released their Honeycomb tablet for three ninety nine. When Motor, they, they Motor, Motorola kind of didn't learn their lesson. I think they wanted they wanted iPad prices for the Zoom, which was ridiculous, and it didn't do well. But three ninety nine with the sweets with the sweet spot Honeycomb Asus EasyPad Transformer is the top selling. Android tablet right now. I'm not sure of the numbers, so I'm not going to say it's beating iPad, but it might be for this month, not overall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you you just cannot come out on the market with that price point and have with inferior hardware. That's yeah. the big kicker. True. You know, like, you, Asus, you... Asus's hardware is a little bit on the inferior side, but their prices reflect that. They give you basics of what you need without that stupid price point of, and also you're also paying for the name for Apple too. Well, and and also you can't hit the market at the same price point with better specs at this point, since the 
since the iPad has not only become you know popular, it's created an entire new market. So yeah, I mean, no matter what that that little thing someone is holding in their hands at the airport is, everyone's going to go, oh, look, he's got an iPad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point because, I mean, not only – I mean, the iPad also has an ecosystem around it. I mean, this same OS is on different devices, plus they have a development community that rallies around this operating system and that are active developers to try, every day trying to create something new and innovative for the platform. So, I mean, it's, it's just at this point, it's like you have to do above and beyond just to compete. Yeah, yep. this 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 greatly mirrors what what's uh, what happened with the iPod. You know, the iPod is an inferior device for for a long time. It was inferior to its competitors, but because it was an iPod, it was you know hugely. It still hugely outsells its competitors. Yep, HP was just a little too aggressive. They had it in the palm of their hand and shot their load too fast. <laughs> oh, pun intended. Uh, how long did you worked on that one? Didn't you? You're like, <laughs> yeah. How did I... Yeah, I reworded it a couple of times in my head. I was like, yeah. How can I squirt this one onto the podcast and and it'd be funny? <laughs> they, they they just had a premature... <laughs> uh, premature cancellation? Oh, there, you, there go. you go. There you go. Premature cancellation. Okay, let, let's move on to some Valve news. So I, I don't know if you, you guys have been following the uh, the, the the Steam EA... Game being games being removed, controversy that's currently in place. But uh, over the past few months, EA has pulled several games from the Steam service. Uh, mainly, the two biggest ones being Crisis Two and Dragon Age Two. And they've cited uh, Steam policies uh, about DLC and other things uh, for the reason they pulled them. And of course, everyone expected you know Steam to to come out and say, "Oh well, we don't need you guys," or they they, they didn't really know what to expect. Uh, well, this week was Gamescom, and Valve has finally come out and said what they're going to say about losing certain EA games. And I was very surprised to to, to actually hear what their their reaction was to it. And basically it was them very humble saying it is our duty to demonstrate value to them, them being EA. We don't have a natural right to publish their games. Okay, we have to show EA it's a smart decision to have EA games on Steam, and we're going to try to show them that. And EA says we have we have you right where we want you right now. <laughs> you know, EA is launching their their own digital distribution service yeah. called Origin. Origin. Which is gonna bomb, but that's. that's just, <laughs> you think so? I mean, I think it has a chance. It's just EA. I, I don't know, but see, the thing is, it's EA. EA, as far as some things with DLC and stuff like that, is the way of Capcom. They're kind of asses about it, and <laughs> yeah. Steam is base. Steam is Apple, so you got Steam, which is basically the iPad. Is everybody's got it? Everybody uses it. Everybody raves about it, and now EA is gonna come out with Origin. Well. People like EA games, but they don't like how they do their policies and everything else. So EA is really going to have to come with it trying to get people to put another online uh, you know, game server. More logins, uh, more accounts. Yeah, mm. on their stuff. I mean, well, I mean, well, it's a little different with PC games, though. I mean, you just download the game and play it. It's not like you have to have a Steam interface over 
uh, encapsulating the game. You don't. I mean, it's but, not necessary. But but that's what Steam makes the PC experience better. And every other publisher is going through Steam, and Steam is having great success, and customers love it. They have you know millions of millions of users, and EA just can't expect everybody to just drop that and say, "Oh, I'm going to go over here and do this other okay. thing for this uh, one or two games that I play." Okay, well, I have a question. The the Steam actually increase the experience for games for third party games on their service, and I would dare say no, because have you ever played Street Fighter uh, via Steam? It, it's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, it's I mean, you got like log in three times. Yeah. Um, say, is, that, is, that, is that Steam's <laughs> fault or Games yeah. for Windows Live's fault? But, then, but, Windows Live. but I don't think developers are actively uh, coding their games so to where they'll work perfectly on Steam. Just like any any Valve game works flawlessly. I mean, it all flows together. But I dare say, any third party game, it doesn't flow as well as you you would think it would. Well, I'm the, curious, the same though, can be said for the Wii, though. I mean, but that that's my point to to why I say you don't really need Steam for these third party games. Here's a question though. Does are any games on Steam have microtransaction download content? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Steam yeah, Fortress yeah. Steam Fortress Two, yeah. <laughs> so I, I know I'm just thinking because, well, besides that, but then every, but every, but all those items though you can still get for free. It's just for the people who don't want to work for them or earn them. But I'm just trying to think, you know, the, the type of microtransactions is buying a new character. You know, just like, you know, Street Fighter. That stuff wasn't in... Well, actually, it wasn't Street Fighter, wasn't it? I can't even you remember. You think Mortal Kombat? Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about on Steam. Uh, if uh, you could, uh, yeah, I think you did have to pay for the costumes on, on yeah. Street Fighter Steam. Yeah, you had to pay for them. Yeah. But just thinking about it, uh, Steam still hadn't really been that big on nickel and diming type of transactions. I hadn't really thought, paid that much attention to it. I know EA is notorious on that. And then EA is putting in, are they putting in also some new framework also uh, for all their games to pretty much require you to activate them online or you have to, you have to pay to play online if you buy, well. That, that's for console, con, that's for console that, games. So, so if, if they're, if you're buying it through Origin, they've got your money. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you don't have a physical copy, so they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's even like with uh, when you play Madden on the P on uh, Xbox 360, you still log into like the EA uh, your EA account when you log into the game, which is kind of dumb to me. <laughs> but I mean, this is stuff that they've been doing for a while now, and they just bring it into the fold of their own uh, service. So I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just I find this interesting because this is really the first publisher to openly go go at. <laughs> it's like, hey, no, we got it. Screw you guys. And, We're bigger than you. And 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 I don't know if Valve is just kind of wondering wh- why. Like, we're awesome. Can't you? You see, we're awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone you hurt our us. feelings. Like, you don't like us. How can you not like us? We're the de facto standard. Like, you okay? We'll we'll make our stuff better if that's if that what that what if that's what you need. I'm confused. You know, it's 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 really funny. Just the whole the whole situation. I mean, well, of course, of course, if Origin doesn't work out, they'll come back, you know, tail tucked, and you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to yeah. work. And and then, of course, the way they'll the the way the press release will read is the 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 fans have spoken, and all of our stuff's back on Steam. Celebrate! Ooh, yeah. To me, it just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense at this point to build your own store unless you want all the money. If if you're just that greedy, we want all <laughs> want the money. All the monies. All the <laughs> money. 
My fat I money. I mean, because you think if they do it through Xbox, Xbox gets uh, Microsoft gets a cut. They do do through Sony. Sony gets a cut. Steam is just like the same thing for a PC, and I just don't think it is really worth their time to try to branch out on their own, unless they're going to do something different that we haven't thought of. Yeah, I, I guess it just EA did the crunch the numbers, and they thought it's cheaper for us to create Origin than it is to pay Valve every time we sell a game. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but will you sell the same number of copies on Origin as you would on Steam? Exactly. Steam already has that community of people who see the homepage of Steam every time they play <laughs> PC games. <laughs> and it's like, hey, guess what? Battlefield 3's out. Press yep. this to buy it. You know, it's. We'll see. The rest of the people are just going to buy it on console, which also eliminates Origin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of eliminating things, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, again, Gamescom was this week, and a bunch of weird announcements came out. And of course, Gamescom is in Europe, so a bunch of weird <laughs> European announcements came out. Uh, the, the the principal ones being both the PSP and the Wii are getting re-released or re like new specs, castrated. Yeah, basically castrating them from from like very significant. Features. Testicular fortitude. Yeah, the, the PSP is being re released at 99, I guess, is that pounds? Euros? I don't know what that is. Is that euros? I don't know. I think it's pounds. I think it's um, pounds. Uh, sure. PSP is being released for 99 pounds and it's going to not have Wi Fi. <laughs> Probably so, a feature that only 10% of the people who have one uses. Exactly. Like, this, this stinks of too little, too late. But moving on, uh, also. The Wii is going to drop GameCube uh, compatibility. Man, I hope my Wii doesn't go out anytime soon. Well, no, it's it's not coming to America. Yeah, this is just in Europe. Oh, okay. Oh, fine. I'm fine then. <laughs> and trust me, there's enough people out there who don't want their Wii that if yours breaks, you'll be fine. Well, you know what? Up here, there. <laughs> well, now, up here, like if you have convenience stores that have games and stuff in them, like in Japan. There's quite a few stores around here. They have a huge selection of GameCube games for sale. Like on the cheap, I've been looking through here and there. Mm. Just massive amount. That's that strong can- Canadian dollar. <laughs> Denied. But in, in both of these cases, it's like, why didn't you do this three years ago? Yeah, like it's kind of late now. You have a, both, the, both of you have a replacement console pretty much should be out before the, the end of the next fiscal year. And so, so like they're trying to, I guess those who don't follow the news will go out and buy their GIMP their little, you know, cheap GIMP version and be like, oh, man, a new system came out. Oh, damn it. I mean, well, it's like uh, we said before when you crunch the numbers. They probably figured out, if we're going to keep making these things, if we just drop these to this hardware element, it'll be X cheaper to make and we'll make this much more money. So, But how much could they save 
taking the Wi-Fi out of the PSP. That's true. That that couldn't cost more than like five bucks. Well, maybe it's a licensing issue. Maybe they have to license, have some type, oh, kind of license just to have it, you know, mm-hmm. patents that's just to have it oh. in their device. And just they, like they, Nintendo won't pay the DVD movie licenses. That, for that, that would explain why it's only in Europe. It may be really expensive to license that stuff in Europe. Yeah, with the game mm-hmm. with the GameCube list, we isn't it actually actual hardware that's doing the rendering. It's the actual GameCube in the Wii that yeah, yeah. does the. So that just goes without <laughs> saying what makes that cheaper. Yeah, it's it's just that's so it's so weird. It's like this this part of the world, we're gonna give them a st- really weird version of something they've already had for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody know the difference. Yeah. Except for that one guy with a ton of GameCube games who buys his Wii and like, <laughs> I'm gonna play Super Mario Sunshine. If you have Goes. a ton of GameCube games, get a GameCube. I'm but sorry. No, he probably has a GameCube. He probably, he's probably like, finally, a good price cut on the Wii. I'm gonna get you one. <laughs> oh, and this is leaker and slimmer. I'm gonna sell my GameCube so I can pay oh, for a man. new Wii. I wonder where they put the GameCube controller port set. It's so small. <laughs> At least that must be game you should know. <laughs> Wait no, wait, wait, no, he would be all like, oh, I'm ready to play my GameCube. <laughs> Cheerio. GameCube games. Bollocks, what's all of this now? I can't find any place to put the controller. But in more PlayStation news, the PlayStation Vita is going to, all the games will be downloadable. Uh, according to Jim Ryan, the Sony's new head of European operations. Um, well, this kind of saw that coming. So, yeah, this from the duh department. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We knew uh, we knew it was coming, but um, uh, it's still the question is still posed: Is are we ready for that? You know, this kind of thing you have to say. But of course, you're able to buy these games in stores. But just a welcome improvement. Yeah, like the, See, the that, PSP Go has proved that we aren't ready for that, but making that an option for every single game is very smart. Yeah, yeah, especially for yeah. the future, just future-proofing it. Oh, okay, yeah. so they'll all have a chance where you can buy a physical copy or have it downloaded. Well, right. that's if, not, that, if it's the same price, I wouldn't download Jack. <laughs> I mean, that might not necessarily be true. That that you'll be able, they may have some download only games. I, I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely have some sort of app market. Yeah, then they release a a Vita list. I mean, a Wi-Fi list Vita. Hey, Carl, what, what's what's your <laughs> argument? What's your argument for only getting the hard copy games? On Mario, why to only get hard copy? Yeah, what's your argument? I mean, we can download it anytime. I'm I'm assuming you'll be able to download it over oh, if well, you have to. Well, two, I guess two things. Um, there's no guarantee the service is always going to be available. And number two, American bandwidth sucks. So I'm not trying to download five to 40 gig games when I want to play. You speak this as as if you know something better. So have you been to Europe lately or, or uh, Japan or something? I don't <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Which, Wi-Fi which is in general sucks, not just American. <laughs> no, unless you're in Korea. They got freaking gigabit uh, internet over there. If I was in Korea, if I was in Korea, I'd say, "Yo, fuck the disc." And I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but if you were in Korea, the only game you would play is, is uh, StarCraft Two. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, our bandwidth is too horrible that you know, unless I'm gonna down, you know, 
you know, tended to enqueue all my games and I just keep them. But with, with our bandwidth, it actually is faster to go to the store, buy the physical copy, and play the game than it's to start the cool, download. Man. Unless you're on Steam, which, you know, they let you download the game before lunch day, and then they let you play on, you know, legally when the lunch day occurs. Yeah. So, well, I guess this next story wouldn't interest you then. Uh, well, I, I, just, I just want to stop and say, if you want to hear more about this interesting little discussion, download Reality Breached Episode 2. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> you guys have heard that, that of the service name Gamefly, right? Gamefly. You know, the the, yeah. the game copycat of uh, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> until, uh, until Netflix rents games. Rents games. So, so Gamefly is uh, set to launch an unlimited PC uh, Mac play service this fall with select titles. Uh, this uh, in, Coming up soon, it'll be in the beta stage. Uh, it's going to be launched on September 8th. But uh, this is like a the the equivalent to the Netflix all you can eat package. Except it's not for every title, it's just for certain titles. And when the beta launches, they're supposed to have a hundred games. Um, and when the service officially launches, they're they're saying they're going to have up to like uh, three hundred. Well, they said hundreds, so I'm assuming that means two hundred or more games uh, on the service. Um, so, what do you guys think about an all you can eat gaming package for the? So first? Are, so are they copying? Uh, online, online or yeah. game tap? No, you download. Yeah, yeah. Game tap is pretty much the equivalent. So game tap had crappy games that no one wanted to play. They're like twenty I played years. Played the hell old. out of Crazy Taxi. Uh, <laughs> okay, but this this is pretty, this is pretty much the equivalent with newer games. Holding games you're the exception, are, Carl. <laughs> I mean, so so what do you guys think about that? I mean, we're not streaming these games. We actually download them to our systems, install them, and play them with some, some type of DRM or whatever. But all you can eat packages. Well, well, I like look looking at a competitor like on live. The only problem I see with the on live model is that you have to buy the games and you know pay for oh, no, the service. They, they, no, they have a play pass where you can pay a monthly fee and play every freaking game they got. Oh, no, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, you have, you have to buy the game and then suffer through the bandwidth because, again, we're not in Korea. Oh, oh no, you don't have to buy the game. It's, you only need But uh, even past, you have to suffer through the bandwidth. <laughs> I guess it's my well, main. Well, this is not taking the bandwidth into consideration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, like, the all-you-can-eat PC gaming, is that's a fantastic idea. Well, I'm just saying, well, we were referring to the... Uh, we were referring to the um, uh, was uh, on live. That's what I was saying. You know, the bandwidth is is the problem there. Oh, hey, that just brings up a problem. Then, where you keep mentioning bandwidth, since you actually have to download the game to play it first on GameFly service, that all you can eat can take a while. You be like, oh, I want to play something else. I got to wait five hours. I want to play something else. God damn it, another five hours to wait. Come on, yeah, man. So that would suck. <laughs> yeah, you're the only person who thinks like great. that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not why, instant. It's just all you can eat. They're not saying is, it's, it's why just That's why they don't count me in any of their statistics. <laughs> like it's, it's like you're going to an all-you-can-eat buffet that you the buffet is like four miles away. <laughs> for, no, for each for each item, you're like fried yeah. chicken is over here, mashed potatoes is 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 in is in Colombia. Uh, James James got the potato wow. salad. It, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I think the idea is that, uh, well, I don't know. Would you be able to pl- down how many 
would you be able to have installed at once? Like yeah, they haven't released those details, I don't believe. But you know, because because people with you know huge hard drives and they can just be like, oh, download all. And I mean, then since, come since, back since, a month later. Yeah, well, since it's tied to your login, I mean, you can't probably play but one at one time anyway, so it doesn't matter what all you download. That it really doesn't concern them. Yeah. I guess the one good thing you could get away with, though, is if they get, you know, a huge selection of indie games, then, yeah, you know, for those you seldom exceed 100 megs, then, you know, you could play to your heart's content of, you know, all the, you know, the good little garage group um uh, Type games, which would you know, at at work on America's current bandwidth restrictions. Yeah. Well, those like all those games are already on Steam, and this is just poking Steam, saying, "Hey, you need to do one of these unlimited pass things." Yeah. And then Steam pop out and be like, "Hey, you know all those games you pay to put you pay ten dollars to play monthly, but we'll give you thirty of them for ten dollars forever." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, the only other problem I have with this is that. uh there are quite a few PC games that require you pay like a monthly service anyway to just play them, like the online games. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really work for me. <laughs> well, and they wouldn't go in there anyway. I doubt you see WoW or Geek Wars or uh, City of Heroes or even though that's actually free now, I think. City, no, Champions, that's uh, like free now to play. Coming uh, Star Wars title. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know that's going to be, I mean, they, they would want that on their service, but then you have to turn around and pay another subscription fee, so. Yeah. Well, let's see. Looking at, uh, just looking at the screenshot they have of this this game plot, they've got Battlefield 3, which is an EA game, Ghost Recon, which is Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft Transformers, which is Activision, Red Faction, which is THQ, Plants vs. Zombies, which is, I guess, EA slash uh, PopCap, and then... DC Universe Online, which is SOE. So they pretty wow. much have they, they have Did they everything copies? cover everything covered they, when it comes to that. They copy Steam's uh, like style sheets. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like everyone's on board, which would be good for this this service. It looks very steamish. I couldn't I didn't even know that was GameFly for a moment there. Looks steamy. Steamy. <laughs> it's like a steaming pile of. Well, okay, Isaac. Cool. Um, you have some some Motorola news, Carl. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, kind of in relation to Palm being dead. Well, actually, not related. And only that they're both mobile. But big in the news, Google buys Motorola Mobile. Actually, not Motorola entirely, but Motorola Mobile, their cell phone group. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, wow, should be some awesome Android phones. But after reading deeper, they mostly bought it to to pretty much lock down Motorola's hundreds, hundreds of like of patents to pretty much protect themselves in court against Apple and Microsoft. So, but this has kind of scared a lot of their you know third party people, Samsung, HTC, LG, uh, LG. They're kind of worried that that Google's going to give them, you know, gimped Androids and save good <laughs> stuff for the Motorola devices, which I think would play perfect into HP making Palm, you know, open for, you know, third parties, especially with Nokia, you know, signing on for to be like a big, big member of Team Microsoft, though Windows Phone 7 is still open for other devices. But Palm, no, well, since HP has given up, Palm doesn't have a, you know, a good friend. Though I heard they were in talks with Samsung to develop some sort of deal, which 
actually may still be under the table somewhere. But Google Rolla, so I think anyone think that they're worth it's worth it. Twelve point five billion dollars. And like I, I heard somewhere else, uh that they're gonna get like a few billion even if the, the deal is not approved by the uh trade commission or whatever. They're still gonna get like a few billion from Google. So this is like this is pretty crazy. <laughs> like if if they're trying to protect themselves from you know, patent lawsuits, just imagine what they were projected to lose if they were going <laughs> yeah, to pay twelve point five billion. <laughs> Yeah, that's and then I guess also think about the, like, damn, how many patents does Motorola actually own? They don't quite. I mean, they've been around a while, so they gotta have quite a few patents. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I saw a picture that had a Motorola television, and the art style to the ad kind of looked like a uh, Bioshockish, but that old was fifty Chicago ads or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like my Motorola Droid global device. I wanted to get a Motorola Droid 3, but it didn't put 4G in it, so I'm going to still wait. I I hope this turns out to be a good deal. Hmm. For the I don't, consumer. I don't, I, don't, uh, things, I don't see it being a bad deal for Google. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, probably means nothing for the consumer. Yeah, yeah, most people won't see a difference. Well, I mean, if, if they wind up making uh, let's say a uh, going on a different branch with their version of Android for their devices and leaving all, you know, like Carl just said, the third, the other developers in the cold or the other hardware manufacturers in the cold, it could really like shake up the market. So, yeah. But is it, but Android is also like moldable. If, if, if Samsung wants to make their droid software awesome, they can just make it awesome. They can, but so you, Google is like the, one of the biggest software companies out there. Would you rather have Google doing a heavy lifting or have uh, one of these hardware manufacturers who, who gives us all crappy software on it, on their own devices that they do? Even the Android devices, they put their crappy software on top of it, which is a yeah. reason they're <laughs> buying Motorola so they can have like pure Android devices. Yeah, that's you, what everyone is hoping for. Yeah, do you really want these guys uh, mucking up with Android and then throwing it on the device and giving it to you? I don't think so. But they yeah. already do that. You got. Uh, I know. Well, that's it, the bad it, thing about it. <laughs> was it Samsung's TouchWiz? Uh, I think Mo- HTC's TouchSense. Uh, Motorola was what Blur. Everyone like people hate that stuff. They people really hope that this deal makes it where Motorola devices have stock Android. You know, you know, you know how to root it to remove uninstallable applications and all that stuff. But eh, who knows. The equivalent of getting those PCs from Dell, like in the in the early two thousands, they had all the crapware on it, or oh, late nineties. Like bloatware. Bloat. yeah, yeah. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> nothing may nothing may change, but what what has changed though is the PS3's price. Don't don't don't. That's right. They dropped the price of the PS3 by what's it? Fifty bucks? Yeah, fifty bucks. That's, that's all. Well, it's well. That's yeah, still huge. Man. That's a big. That's a big <laughs> drop. Like it's an, it's enough to push the the Amazon sales really high. Apparently, this, the sales for it spiked like four hundred percent. Nintendo did eighty dollars. <laughs> I mean, I, I I really think like PlayStation is like really getting it now because I mean. They're not just. It seemed like they've been so like hard nosed not to make any changes in the past. But it seemed like I don't know if they're just like forced to do it now, which is probably are. 
but they, they are making changes to like push product. It's like for the last what eighteen months or something. Like Microsoft has been in the lead between them two. Yeah. Between, so it's, it's 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 been a while since they've been on top, but they're probably going to take it this month. Yeah, the, yeah. the the only the only thing that Sony has really done terribly the past year was the whole, you know, getting hacked. Yeah, that. that <laughs> right. uh, other than that, they've been making some really good moves, and they they have the software to to back up their their hardware, and their hardware is superior. And definitely, yeah, I think PlayStation Three has finally arrived. Yeah, I think PS3 is definitely the best value. I, I, I even find myself. <laughs> yeah, it took them yeah. six years. <laughs> yeah, I even find myself like telling people like they ask, uh, they're like, so what? What system should I get? I said PS3, best value, Blu-ray player, all that other crap in it, not locked what down with a service. To also, though, if if I knew it was a hardcore core game, I would probably say PS3 hands down. But for like just the uh, you know. Not too hard. Oh. I'm like in between. I would probably say Xbox 360. I don't know. I mean, because yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I I still do think the PS3 software has some technical limitations. Well, not really limitations, but uh, coding issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blu-ray still is very slow to load compared to uh to well DVD laser technology at the moment. It, and they said like the newer devices, like blue the Blu-ray devices, they said like they load really like like almost twice as fast as like the devices when they first came out. So I don't really know slow. that on the one. So it's like it's like going from a one X C D to a two X C D. Woo. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I like one reason I don't well, I guess they both have all their little small extra transactions. But the fact that, you know, online is still free on PS PS three, I I put that little above Xbox's, you know, forced uh, yearly subscription plan, which went up ten bucks, but added no new value. Yeah. Well, I... also, also there's the fact that even if you don't have PSN Plus, there's always deals going on where there might be content that's free for a week and stuff like that. Where Microsoft Online doesn't really have that. Yes, they do. They, Not they, as much. They have deal the, the deal of the week every week. Yeah. Oh yeah, a little cheap uh, arcade game or yeah, yeah. Is, and isn't it like safe to say that Blu-ray is dead? Blu-ray's not. I wouldn't say that. No, dude. Like the Blu-ray prices, it seems like you get a lot more Blu-ray deals than you did when DVD first rolled around. I mean, how long has Blu-ray been out? Like three years, two years? But, no, but it's because they got a, they still got a hard fought battle, but. They are going to be the HD format. So I mean, they yeah. they are the HD format. I'm not. But yeah. see, well, but yeah. the thing is, though, but the but thing is, though, you got to remember what goes into that. Also, is manufacturing point. They've gotten to where the manufacturing product process of it's gotten cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and though and therefore that saving goes to the consumers, and which makes the consumers want to buy more. Plus, you have movies that are older that are putting out, so of course those are going to be on the cheaper. Because I mean, we're starting to see movies from the '40s and the '50s and the '60s put on Blu-ray. And I tell you right now, if you to watch one of those on the Blu-ray is awesome. Okay, I guess I'm saying the wrong thing. I guess I should be saying <laughs> physical formats are dead. Okay, okay. Again, casualty of that. Saying are dead is is a little too strong of a, a phrase. Yeah. Going the way of the dodo. Okay? Yeah, let's let's just say Blu-ray is the last disc you will buy. Nah, possibly. I'll agree with that. I said Blu-ray is the last physical disc you will buy for high-quality movies. 
Yes, for any a- any type of movie. Well, you know they're going to come out with their with the two thousand something by two thousand something resolutions, and and the way these uh, internet companies are are greedy and stuff, they're not going to give us the bandwidth. They're not going to give. I they're mean, not going to give us the speed we need to, maybe to not stream anytime a movie soon, of that quality. I mean, maybe not anytime soon, but eventually it will happen. I mean, it might be ten years out, it might be fifteen, twenty years out, but eventually it will happen. So, I mean. I think we're going to still have another physical format after Blu-ray. I don't think so. I feel it. That it's America's too capitalist. They, they, it's more money in it than streaming. Dude, I'm willing to bet on this. <laughs> yeah, like, do, is there going to be another physical format after CD? <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's two of Good them. One. There is. Tell me what it is. <laughs> well, unless you can, would you call them Blu-ray CD? Is that what you're saying? No, he's saying on for the music platform. Is there has there been oh. another pla- but, has there been another but, platform besides the See, CD? Now, the reason I can argue that is music codecs. Music files are small. Movies are huge. We don't have the bandwidth. People Carl, 10 years ago still, Carl, 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 10 years ago downloading the MP3 album was the equivalent of downloading a movie now. Yeah. 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 But, but but the thing is if you're wanting to stream a Blu-ray movie, like a movie that's actually shot in high definition and everything else, it's going to be probably about 8 gigs of information to be pushing. Not necessarily in 10 years, that will be nothing. I okay, yeah, okay, yeah. in 10 years, but now? It's you know, a new I, point now. I truly feel these companies are greedy and uh, in 10 years, American bandwidth is still going to be stifled. Yeah, but see, also you got to remember... They're not going to pay the money to lay the pipe. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's still a lot of people that like that physical library. They like to be able to look in a cabin and go, "What would I like to get today?" Like I mean, that's a, that's all a perception, and, and that and that's going away also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this it, next generation of people that grow up, they're not going to give a care, care at all. Yeah, yeah. We we are a dying breed, you guys. You know, that's one of the things I really like about my 3ds. I actually. I like the cartridge more than the disc. I actually miss sticking a cartridge in my NES, uh, <laughs> in my NES 64, you know, those, you know, that, those, that was fun. You know, a cartridge felt substantial. You know, it, it, it truly felt physical. You know, like, well, see, also it was just due to the fact it was harder to mess up a cartridge than it is a disc. Like, if you drop yeah. a disc by accident the wrong way, it's, oh, it's gone. Yeah, like, but like I, and then the other thing is, so do you think in ten, so in ten years, do you think we're gonna pass some legislation or win something that's gonna force all these companies to remove those data caps, or, or are they gonna give us terabyte data caps in the future or something like that? Because if if we if if everything does move like you're saying, and they keep this freaking two hundred fifty gig data cap, you can that's, that's not five, stay in five, five movies and you hit your cap. That's not going to stay in place. In, in, in the major markets of this country, they're already pushing 20, 30 meg services. And for, mean, them, for them to keep a 250 gig data cap is just silly when you can download, you know. Uh, Especially when you're four, getting it over five, wireless. Yeah, 700 uh, g- gigabytes with no problem in a month. You know, it's. it's it, I don't, I'm wondering when, because I like, look at the cell phone. You know, 4G, I think, can hit. 20, 12, and 20, and you only have two gigs. Okay, well, then let's look at this th- like upside down then. Rather than, rather than having a data cap, pay for more data, and that money goes to the movie industry. 
And then when you have that Netflix subscription for like $5 a month, that's what you pay to see the movies, but the uh, movie industry is getting the money on the back end. Uh, that's, that, that's not net neutrality, man. That's, that's, that's what we don't want. <laughs> we want data to be neutral, man. We don't want that. We I'm, want, I'm not saying it's a good. A idea. bit is a bit. It doesn't matter where it's going. A bit is a bit. Or where we it came from. Yeah, we we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what they want. They well, that's what they want. Dime. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's why you put the caps in place. That's why they give you faster speed and smaller caps, so you hit the cap quicker and they can charge. Uh, they want, they want, over, they want overages again. They make they make bank off of overage. Yeah. Well, you see, uh, the way the system's set up here, we've got that here under the company. It's called Kochiko. And you have a, a certain amount you hit, and then you start getting charged over. But the way it's set up, once you hit like a certain amount, like 30 bucks, 30 bucks over, they don't charge you anymore. They can't. They're not allowed to. Yeah, I heard. Canada, so, yeah, I heard Canada's uh, bandwidth caps are pretty notorious compared to America's. Uh, did you have Rogers? No, no, it's a, it's a company called Kojiko. Ko- okay, Kojiko. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First time I heard it, somebody went Kojiko. Went Kojiku. What? Like, what? <laughs> I thought I was in Canada, not Japan. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, um, excuse me, what? Yeah, pay vending machines. Data caps shouldn't be in place at all. Data cap should be illegal. But you know something else should be probably be illegal? Uh Diablo three on Xbox and PS three. Oh yeah. It should be illegal. James. What should <laughs> it just doesn't that? sound right. Diablo three on a console? What? Ah. Well, they're look seriously looking into it. Blizzard has uh has said that has stated that they have actually got uh people they have brought in to work on doing that. So they're figuring that they will Expand out instead of just being on the PC. They're going to try for that uh, console market too. Wait, wasn't there a Diablo two on PlayStation t- on the original PlayStation? Yeah, no, no, sure. the first really? Diablo was on there. The first wow, Diablo. I did not know first, that. First, yeah, the first Diablo was. Uh, I, I bet this felt horribly. It's, it's, it's kind of like when they ported <laughs> Doom to the sixty four. It's like what? Or no, when they ported it to the to the SNES. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is so broken. Yeah, I mean they've done some improvements, uh, like with games like Halo Wars to try to improve the whole um, PC centric game on a console. So I don't, I don't know if this will work. What do, you, what do you think, James? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it really depends on how heavy it's going to be on, you know, shortcuts on keystroke shortcuts. Uh, it just it it really depends on all that stuff because that's the hardest part about bringing a PC game to the consoles is having all the you know is having all of the controls ready to go. But now with the PS3, you can plug in any and I mean any USB keyboard and it works. So you could still have the PC controls right there. Hmm. So it just and depends. The, the Xbox players they can use the chat pad. <laughs> right. Yeah. All seventeen people that own that thing. Uh, like, what does this this really feels like? Activision, not Blizzard, making this decision. Yeah. I know Blizzard's name is all over it, but it it smells like Activision has a bunch of studios that aren't doing anything. Blizzard Vision. And they said, "Well, you guys are making Diablo. You think we can port that?" 
Well, I, it, it could be, but I mean, it, it straight up says, as a direct quote from uh, Josh Mosquera, that's the lead designer for Diablo 3, saying that, you know, as a developer, they are very, very serious about bringing it. You know, but it but it says about bringing some undefined experience to platforms beyond the PC and Mac. So money. At at the same time, I believe like Diablo is like a very niche community, and like these people that play this game love it. I mean, love it on the PC, and they would never dream of playing it on a console. So, and plus, I don't think this is the type of title that like bring people in who never thought to play it already. You know, so I don't I don't really see the justification. It'd be different if it was a shooter that anybody could pick up and play, mm-hmm. but I don't really see the justification of moving this over to a console. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I mean, it's going to have a lot more of an online community to it than uh, Diablo 2. So you can have a larger, I think you're supposed to be able to have larger parties that can meet up. And I think they're going to have it to where you can actually just kind of run into people too because they're going to have it to where you can customize your character so your character can look different. So it, it, it's hard to say. Part of me wants to go, oh, are we going to have another attempt at uh, dethroning World of Warcraft? It, it, uh, it, why would they, they dethrone their own thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, it true, true, but I mean they could bring some of those elements over. Yeah, it, it needs to be cross-platform like that. Uh, like Final Fantasy was it thirteen or uh, eleven? Yeah. Eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's like 11. 11. yeah, yeah. The one Carrie played on like every yeah. format. One that Carrie's <laughs> still playing on every format. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's cross-platform like that, which I highly doubt it will be, now that would be awesome because then you know you can jump on anybody and play. Do, with do you them. really want to play with somebody who's playing on on a? Even with Final Fantasy, and it's, it's pretty good. So it's co-op. It's a co-op, so it's not like uh, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not like NBC. It's co-op writer. So you know, we we, we got to wait on Billy. He's scrolling through menus. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I do have to admit, I really do wish we would see more about the cross-platform play. Have we seen uh, any? Where is the freaking cross-platform play at? I, I think uh, Final Fantasy XI was the last one that they've really done it because they've talked about it with the other things, but that's PS2 with hard drive. Portal Two. <laughs> I tried Portal Two. Uh, Words really? with friends. It doesn't count. <laughs> it's like that's right because it's, it's, you get like saying because I can text message you from Verizon to AT and T. We're on the same network. How is that not cross platform? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Portal 2 because when you buy it on the PS3, you get the PC disc with it as well, correct? It's not a disc. It's You just get like a, a Steam code. code. Yeah, Steam, Steam code, yeah. Ooh, you got to download it. No. Oh, my bandwidth. Eh. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. I mean, that, that's something I would love to have seen more of, especially at least with like uh, fighting games, stuff like that would have been great. Uh-huh. First person shooters? Oh. No, I would get destroyed worse than what I already do. What were you saying about fighting games there, James? Fighting games? Oh, oh, you know, we're talking about fighting games. There's, there's one coming up. Have you guys heard about this? The the Street Fighter X Tekken? Cross Tekken? Cross Tekken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why can't they just say versus? They have uh, like 800 versus games, and they're like this one. No, we're not going to say versus. Well, I think because well, they're not, not uh, shooting like uh, God beams across the screen. So. 
It's more yeah, realistic, it's maybe here. <laughs> well, not like taken with realistic. They got devils and demons shooting eye lasers. So, yeah. well, we've got uh, well, we got some news because we've got uh, from Gamescom. We've got characters announced, and also we've gotten some insight as to what the play mechanics are going to be like. How you're going to do certain things. But first off, we got the characters. So from the Tekken side, we have the inclusion of Kuma and Raven. Which one of that is the? Which one of those is the bear? That's Kuma. <laughs> Kuma. Raven's the black guy. Yeah. The Wesley, the Wesley Snipe Ninja. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and on Late the Capcom ninja. side, we have Ibuki and Hugo. So I got a couple of my friends that just missed the hell out of Hugo for Street Fighter Four. was wanting him to be a, a character. Well, they're going to get him in uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Andre the Giant. Yep. Or Endor from Final Fight. <laughs> Whoa, that dude is funny looking. Hugo? Who? Hugo. Yeah. It is, he, yeah does, he does look like Andre the Giant, though. <laughs> uh, also, they've uh, come up with, uh, with their initial idea for the mechanics of the tags and everything else. They have a system set up that's uh, a cross-counter system to where you can have one character that comes out in the attack and they go to the other side of the screen and the what it is is you'll do an attack with your character and it switches over to the other character. So for as long as that bit is in place, you basically are tagging the dude from either side. Ah. Well, speaking of, speaking of taking speaking of taking also, it's it's coming to the 3DS as well, and people are comparing it to PS3 graphics. Kind of funny. It does look good though. Don't have a video to show you at the moment, but just Google it. You all have it's, internet. Does it take advantage of the 3D capability? Yeah, it it's, uh, it can run. It's doing 3D at 60 frames per second. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Tekken, uh, Tekken is also coming to the 3DS, and people are comparing the graphics to current gen console graphics. It's and it will be in 3D. Well, yeah, it's a fighting game, so it doesn't have that much computing to do. <laughs> True, but still, it's a portable system. With graphics looking that good, and now that more people are buying it, <laughs> yeah, I'll have more people to play online. Yay! The one thing I will give all Nintendo consoles is they have the good D-pad. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, this kind of sucks. No, they have the the good D-pad that like no one else has, and 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 they have to have that tied up in some sort of patent because no one has has been able to duplicate it in the history of gaming. Oh yeah, they do. They do have a patent on it. That's why Sony. That's like the only thing Sony didn't copy from Nintendo. You know, they broke their this little broken D pad. Mm-hmm. See, I like the Sony D pad though. <laughs> it's better than the Xbox D pad. Oh man, that's Xbox for sure. But their analog sticks suck. Wouldn't even call that a D pad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of a dongle that points in different directions. It's, it's, it's a rocker. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it, it actually is like pivoting or rocking on some kind of central joint. Yeah, it, it's just one it single stick that has a thing <laughs> on the end of it. Like, it's it's nothing. <clears throat> <laughs> but also, speaking on even more 3DS, um, I guess I can, I can introduce this section, what we're watching. Yes, what are I'm, we watching? I'm watching Nintendo 3DS video in 3D. How's that working? I guess I need to say that because there's Netflix video and it's not in 3D on the 3D. But it's 
eh, it's okay. It, they they kind of download four videos onto your 3DS in the background. What, you uh, downloaded a video, Carl? You mm-hmm. downloaded it? Ah. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Hope these little very, these little, yeah. These little small, low quality video resolution of probably eight hundred by four hundred. You know, the file size is little, so it doesn't really hurt bandwidth that much. <laughs> Dude, don't try to take away from your video. <laughs> Go ahead and tell it, man. <laughs> but the video is the three D is great. You know, that's something I keep thinking about. I keep I see many people. I think even Clarence said he can't see the three D all that well. But I don't know if it's because I've been playing it a while. But I can see. The 3D on the 3D is perfect. I keep the slider on max. I can see the depth perfectly. The image is sharp. It doesn't blur for me unless I do like an extreme, you know, readjustment of the center of the screen. Like I can, I can move to the sides. I can see it from the top and the bottom. There's, I have absolutely no problem with the 3D and the 3D video even looks great. I like that more people are pushing 3D movie trailers to the 3DS. So it kind of, Unless you see those before, you know, going to the movies, because unless you have a 3D TV with glasses or 3D computer monitor, which costs a lot more than 250 or 169 now. But a lot of these videos are really weird. Um, they seem to have a deal with college humor. Um, they're making a bunch of 3D videos of, you know, their little, you know, goofy shorts. Uh, they put them on there. Um, some weird music group. I'm pretty sure they're not American. Um, with these very artsy, weird music videos, uh, they're beyond in 3D, um, and a couple other little shorts and cartoons, plus video game trailers, uh, which is weird. They don't really push many trailers to it. You actually would need to go into the 3DS shop, and then you can go to a channel called, you know, Upcoming 3DS Games, and you can watch the game trailers of the game in 3D. You know how when you go online and you watch a 3D video and it says, this is footage of a 3D game in 2D. You need a 3DS to see it. On the 3DS, the video is in 3D, and it looks it looks spectacular. I mean, I really, I really like the 3D look. This 3DS video channel app or whatever. They two things they need to do is you need to be able to have more than four videos. And I feel if you like the video, they should let you save it. Because wait, 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 wait! Stop just for a second. You can only have four videos downloaded at any time. Yeah, and it picks for you. It down. <laughs> you don't. You don't go and say, "Hey, I want to watch this video." It's like okay, well, while your three DS is sitting in like you know standby mode, or you're doing something and you're not you know actively using the internet, it will go and download a new video and it replaces one of the videos. Oh my so god! Have... So, so your DS is stealing bandwidth from you now. <laughs> if I leave it on, there's a little oh, slider I can easily. Turn off, but the bandwidth it's using is negligible. These files are probably the size of a music file. I'm, I'm joking, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in HD. What, what was the other thing that that you think they should change? Uh, what? Uh, maybe you should be able to save a video if you like it to watch for later, as opposed to it getting replaced when the next video comes in. Yeah, that uh, that that's weird. But I think putting 3D movie trailers on it is genius. Yes, that's great. Because they 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 already exist. Yep. Why not? And and then the majority of 3D movies are well, not the majority, but a lot of Mark Kids movies. Like I know Smurfs was on there and Spy Kids. They showed those. Uh, oh, Green Lantern's trailer was on there. Haven't seen anything like what with Cowboys and Aliens 3D. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. 
but yeah, those three movies were were on there. And Green Lantern, you know, looks great. I've watched it a couple of times. Now that one actually was downloadable in the beginning, uh, but now they now they seem to be sticking to a streaming mode. Uh, I've kept I've kept a lot of them downloaded on my system, like all the E3 videos. Um, after E3, well, actually the night of the first night of E3, all those videos became available. So I've been enjoying those. So what have I been watching, or what what did I watch? I finally watched Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. You hadn't seen it yet. Well, I'm no, sorry about the, that, man. The Brokeback Persian movie. I, Brokeback Persian. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? I, well, I actually liked it. I'm, <laughs> Me too. I, I'm not gonna say the I liked it. Movie was not good. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna say Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time is a good movie because it's not. It's clearly not a good movie, but <laughs> it wasn't as aggressively bad as I expected it to be. When you compare it to other video game movies, it's pretty good. Uh, no, 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 no. Besides Resident Evil, name a video game movie better. Uh, Mario Brothers. I would rather watch <laughs> really because I, I got to tell you I felt that there was enough. They actually had like good character development through the movie. Like I thought the writing on it was really good for what it was. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Sands of Time. You know the game. Which how would that work with just one dude in the whole game talking? But like like James said, it it wasn't that bad. You know, sure the lead character is a white dude. You know, just, <laughs> he's nowhere near you know, Asian, Indian, Middle Eastern scent. But yeah, but the thing is, though, if you look at most of the cast, most of the cast is white anyway. Because you had uh, Ben King. There was uh, was it Alfred, Alfred Molina in there somewhere? Oh yeah, the, the chemistry between him and the uh, priestess woman was pretty fun too. Also, mm. oh, when the guy with the out with the ostrich, uh, or was it ostriches? The little ostrich bedding yeah. ring. He was very yeah. The uh, see, he the was com- Doctor Octopus. Yeah, Alfred Molina. He was complete. That his character was terrible. <laughs> terrible. He he like he was the mom in Transformers Two. And you you know how much Hamp loves the mom in Transformers too. Oh yeah, I'm sure he would Hamp, love this the, the ostrich Hamp, guy. And Hamp is their audience. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, <laughs> I, and and every time he broke into some sort of parkour sequence, it, it just it grated on me. <laughs> Why? Because they were bringing out a a piece, an element that a faithful element from the games. But Why was it that? that, that that's what like. Like in the movie Doom, when they go into the first-person shooting sequence, that was awesome. That was that stupid. Was. That was stupid. That was that, that, that was, that was, a, that was a nod to the fans. No, it's that, not. That's the reason why they did that. They said this was, you know, for it, the fans because you know, because they went and they asked fans if we actually did a Doom movie, what would you guys like to see? And they said we want to see a first-person shoot sequence. I, I mean, but. But the problem with that is everybody who goes and watches this movie isn't a fan of Doom. So this is going to be like, what the frack? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, but you know, in that in that sense, that's, I think that's why I hate what Shyamalan did to uh, Avatar. Well, everybody hates that movie. I mean, it doesn't matter. If it, <laughs> I, it's, it's been freaking doing good, I keep hearing. Dude, I, I never saw the series and I hated the movie. My wife loved it. But but, 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 like, but like getting back to Prince of Persia though, I, mean, I 
I just feel like the story pacing was bad. I I don't. I feel like the script was just. It it, it wasn't a good script, and mm-hmm. it was it was very slow and dead at some points. And I don't know. It's it's just it's supposed to be a Disney epic, and it didn't feel like that at all. And and for a movie about a dagger that turns back time, they only turn back time like three times. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they explained that it. A lot. Smartness. Yeah, well, I mean, they also explained it as to why it only did so much, you know, because... Well, but still, it, they only did it, like, three times the entire movie. Because he used... Because there was only the sand that came with the dagger. He couldn't use any sand. And remember, in the video game, they broke the hourglass, which is why he had so much sand to reverse time. Well, yeah, and you had to kill the uh, the sand monsters to pull more. Still, it, I, more turning back time, fighting, and, and like... But and they, and, the they used it in dumb, really game. dumb situations. It's like, oh, there's a snake coming. Let me turn back time to make the snake <laughs> go away. You know, it's it's not like, let, let me show you an awesome-ass fight scene with this turn back time ability. No, we're going to do it in these weird spots that don't really add to much of anything. I mean, talk, talk about the fact that I didn't buy Jake Gyllenhaal is the Prince of Persia. See, <laughs> that's what I thought was going to bother me. Did not bother me. It just bothered me the whole movie. I can't lie. I I can't get past that that barrier. He was rocking the long hair, you know. Really, Carl? Was he now? It's nice to know that you think that. Hey, there's nothing suggestive (laughs) about that statement. (laughs) But it is you, so we couldn't help but push it there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It it just it just felt like it was pandering to the wrong part of the game. It, that's the thing. They were pandering to a different audience. No, they none of these. I don't think a single game, a movie, game movie based on a game has pandered to the game audience. Yeah, no, I mean, there hasn't been any of this pandered straight yeah. to them because there's always huge changes that are done so they can work in a movie format. Yeah, well, I, I think I think they pandered to both though. I mean, I would rather them pander to the fans completely or pander to the game, you know, the game enthusiasts completely because yeah. this in between thing is just like not working at and, all. Well, that's the thing. They, I don't want them to pander to anything. I want them to make a good movie. See, but it's kind of different from from the case where you make a comic book movie because you can pretty much a comic book is is stuff that can easily be adapted to a movie. The story's already written. Uh, yeah. Electra. There's well, there's always going to be the exception. Well, I mean, who's who's to say it's not a crappy comic book? I mean, I'm talking about the good, <laughs> talking about the good comic books can easily be adapted to a good movie. Yeah, but the thing is, though, that's all subjective on your opinion. And popular opinion is that Prince of Persia: Sands of Time did very well and was very well received by critics and fan, you know, movie going fans alike. So yeah, you're gonna have to show it on that one. Pop- Popular opinion is it came out at a good time when nothing else good was or epic was at the movie theater. That's, well, that's just, just called being smart. That's smart, yeah. You don't release <laughs> your, you don't release your, your your billion your million dollar movie when Harry Potter's coming out. Or... Now you wait a little bit. It's like that's what hurt like... Disney learned their lesson with uh Mom, Mars Need Moms. That was released at a very bad time. Like okay, the mo- the movie made money, but it was not a huge success. It was nothing at theaters, but at that time, it made, it made enough that they're gonna make their trilogy. Oh no! Say it ain't so, Captain. Oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, no uh, broke back Persian. Uh, are we through with this? Because I want to talk about a movie I didn't put on the list. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. I'm uh, done. Uh, <laughs> sure, we, uh, we can wind back time. 
Yeah, uh, Sky, Skyline is on Netflix. It's the stream. Are we really going to open this wound again? I mean, I'm, I'm just briefly <laughs> talking about it. I finally saw it, and I will say that it's not as bad. I got a research. It's not as bad as Carl says it is. Because I actually, <laughs> I mean, I guess it may be different for me because I went into it knowing that it's horrible yeah. or to being told that it's horrible. So, therefore, I like, really enjoyed it. I mean, I wasn't... In, in, in James's words, it's just a popcorn flick. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a whole lot of it, but it was an enjoyable ride. I mean, I liked it, and that's that. <laughs> it, didn't bo- it didn't bother you that it didn't finish. No, because I was because you knew it was going to happen. Well, it, it did kind of finish because in the crib- wait, 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 I'm sorry, I missed it. What are you guys talking about? Skyline, Skyline, oh, Skyline. Oh, yeah, I refuse to see that. Yeah. It- <laughs> It did kind of. <laughs> I refuse. It did kind of because they like closed it out in the credits. So I mean, it just wasn't like it was this epic story where you you know the narration the the narrative of the story is so great you're going to expect more. It's just like it is what it is, and it's a good popcorn movie. It did, you didn't at, you didn't at one point like one like like they just kept running around that freaking same apartment complex. I mean, they made an expl- explanation. They couldn't really leave because I'm thinking they run for the boat, which they tried and, and miserably failed. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, like, th- that movie ended the way Spider-Man 3 should have ended. With no ending? Exactly. Spider-Man 3 should have ended with that being Venom. And us going, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's really, yeah, they, they messed that up. You know, Venom, so, Venom is not an afterthought. He gets his own movie. Exactly. <laughs> so if they end up making Skyline 2, this is going to look like a great idea. If they don't make Skyline 2, it looks kind of dumb. Well, you know, now that you've seen it too, uh, Clarence, that, that what they did at the end with the credits, doesn't that remind you of that, that diorama they had with that Halo promotion at one point? Do you remember that Halo promotion? Uh... No, I had no idea. Oh, okay. That's like the first thing came to mind when I saw it. Yeah. Aliens sucking your brain. But didn't you think the guy would have had more blue powers than, you know, just beating an alien with a cinder block? Yeah, I mean. (laughs) See, when you think about it, it hurts your head. But it it didn't it didn't really make sense because none of I guess he's the only person that got almost got taken over by the blue power and survived. That's why he had the he was able to uh, acquire the powers. Oh, and, and then how stupid do they think the audience is that they had to colorize his brain while it flowed through the, the machine to let you know, oh, oh, his brain's going to do something to the robot. Oh, it'll get red. Brain- well, look, there was more than one brain up there. So said, remember the audience. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm not the audience. I guess I'm, I, I'm too, like the first thing my wife's cousin said, or, or my wife said when we walked, walked out of that movie, she was like, Damn, did, did they run out of money? Like, <laughs> <laughs> After watching the cinder block fight, that should have been your question. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I made that movie good for the two of you. I really <laughs> think I, you did. I, you <laughs> really did. I think you did. All right, well, that, that'll do it for what we're watching. Carl, you got some anime stuff? Ah, yeah. Um, my wife is finna start playing this, uh, Sega RPG called Sands of Destruction. And they have the full anime also on Netflix, which is streamable. 
it's actually pretty interesting. Um, the thing we laugh at the most is there's this little tiny uh, bear. I'd say he's probably two feet tall, looks like a teddy bear, dressed like a pirate, like ridiculously strong and can fight. But the thing that's funny about him is he ends all of his statements with Kuma. Like, he'll be like, he said, what are we going to do now, Kuma? Uh, let's go to the store, Kuma. Like, it's like, it's just, it's so funny that we, we, we've gotten to the point now where we just be saying it a lot ourselves, you know. But it's pretty interesting. The story is there's this girl um, who can, who's a, just overly powerful, can fight. You got the teddy bear and you got some dude, we don't know what he can do, but he seems to be the person who can activate this orb. This orb supposedly can destroy the world. The current world is a desert that's full of ha- uh, half-human, half-beast men and regular people. Supposedly, the beast men r- rule the world. And there's also this other group uh, that's trying to s- supposedly trying to save the world. The funny thing is, the group trying to destroy the world are your protagonists. So it makes you wonder, like, could they really be considered the good guys? Are, are they really going to destroy the world at the end? I'm not through watching it yet. However, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Um, the bear met one of his friends who was, uh, he was like a little black bear, same size, and he ends all his statements with bear. So, you know, listening to the two of them talk is actually pretty funny. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna introduce their, their little Mexican friend, and he's going to be like, we're going to the store, S.A. Wow. I don't know how to respond. silence. Descent, never mind. All right, well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> what you playing, Carl? Speaking of another world that you probably could destroy here or or save, uh, I played Infamous One, the first Infamous, not Part Two, the one that's out now, but the one that I got for free because I wouldn't have bought this shit. Um, it's actually not a bad game. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's it's pretty buggy, but the the bu- the main bug it has is the thing I praise it for. It the dude is extremely sticky. Like I'm talking about like he's he's always trying to no matter what, he's trying to grab onto something. And what just what would all- make that guy so sticky, Carl? Guess uh electromagnetism or polarity or something like that. Uh, <laughs> wait, oh wait, I answered that in a nice way, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, see, uh, you're losing it. I agree. <laughs> that that, that like holds <laughs> traverse traversal like skills are unlike any other traversal character in any in, in I've ever played in any video game because he does stick to everything. Yes, like you actually you have absolutely no fear, you know, taking leaps of faith. If he's within range of it, he's he's gonna put something out to it or he's gonna automatically direct his feet toward it towards it so you can like grind on cables. But another problem is sometimes the game will glitch and you're just trying to walk, but he will go back to what the fuck he was trying to stick to, and you can't get back control of him until you've stuck to it and then got back off it. It's cause like I was wondering, like my wife was playing, I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" She's like, "It's it's 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 not acting right. It's running bad, bad." And but other than that, you know, also this is one of those games where you have moral choices. You know, you can do something good or you can do something bad. I I played it now. I did all the good choices. I I think I'm gonna go. I'm, it's good enough that I think I want to go back and do the bad choices, which should be easy to do the bad choice because I'm just gonna kill everybody. You know, stop being nice, stop saving people. I'm gonna jump off of every building and do his ground pound attack and just kill all the uh <laughs> like 
passerbys and regular people, you know, should be very easy to build up some negative, you know, experience points. Real well, quick. Uh, having played both sides of that game, don't worry about doing all that. Just whenever he gives you a choice, choose bad. <laughs> That's all you got to do. So does it give you a different ending, or? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't get a different ending uh, for uh, stop uh, finishing on the good or the evil. Yes, it's you just do. Not much of one. I guess because you still turn out strong or whatever. Wait, how do you wait? Wouldn't want the if you do the bad stuff. Uh, spoiler: Won't your girlfriend survive? Or no. Do they, no, if oh, you do the bad stuff, she dies. No, no, it, it, it's rigged. No matter which choice you make, she dies. So if you save her, it kills everybody. If you well, save, no, no, you go to save her, she's actually in the ring of everybody else. So who you save actually isn't her because everybody's got bags over their heads. You didn't save her. See, I don't like that. So if you make that choice, that's not that's not a choice. Not a choice. That's a rigged plot point or device. Or yeah, well, see, it's it's mandatory because of what was going on. Because spoiler alert: the the twist to the end is all about the 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 villain, the main antagonist, pushing you to be what you need to be. Which is kind of which another thing make itself stronger. It seems no one, or maybe just time, and just preparing the whole, you know, fucking world time travel so wrong. Like that's that's the best thing he could come up with was to go back in time, become the villain, and make himself stronger, as opposed to going back in time and just preparing the whole, you know, fucking world to be ready for this impending force. Only did he figure out that only he can do it. You know, there's quite a few powerful assholes running around this city that, you know, he could have trained everybody, made like a whole mob of good people. But he made a mob of strong, powerful people just to fight himself. That's- well, uh, there's uh, the time travel mechanic in any story is inherently broken. And <laughs> you have to take that into consideration when writing and watching anything that is time travel related. <laughs> just like Terminator, like... They, they pretty much Skynet could win by just not making the time machine, and supposedly John Connor should never be conceived. Though yeah. somehow he is conceived because he's the one who, who sends his daddy back to have sex with his mother. Exactly. Well, you got a deal of the week this week, Carl? Oh yeah, I'll make this real quick. Uh, I'm really enjoying my Asus ePad Transformer uh, Honeycomb Google Android. Uh, for those who would like to give Google Android a try for the tablet, I suggest purchasing the ViewSonic G tablet. Um, it's only like 250 now. It has pretty much the same specs as a Motorola Zoom. You know, if you just for those who need comparison, it's only 269 dollars. That's damn near 300 dollars cheaper than. The tablet, the same specifications. Um, word, word to the wise though, or suggestions. Um, if you buy this tablet, it's not gonna, it's not for the everyday user. If you're a person who just want to buy a device and you want it to work and you want to be happy, go spend your extra four hundred dollars on an Apple product. But if you're someone who likes to hack, hack your devices, get more out of it than what was intended, this is the device for you. The <laughs> XDA uh, Net Community. They are having a field day with this device. The power of the hardware in this device is so untapped 
by the initial firmware that I just don't understand what ViewSonic was was think even was even doing. Uh, these guys have ported uh, Android Honeycomb to this device, many different uh, you know hacked creative Android firmwares as well. But you could pretty much get you a top of the line. Android Honeycomb device for $269. It has the dual core, you know, one gigahertz Tegra processor, uh, you know, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Uh, one big difference it has over a lot of tablets it actually has a physical USB port on it that you could actually, you know, use a USB keyboard. You could actually plug up a USB 3G modem, you know, to get that ability as well. You know, it already has the built-in GPS. It pretty much has everything all other tablets on them. Ten times thousands pre-installed with very horrible software that you yourself, you know, must be a little creative, a little, little dareful, and well, you're gonna void your warranty, but you will, you will make this device ten times. I look at this item greater than what it was when you bought it. It's, I was extremely close to buying this myself, uh, but my wife said, let's go ahead and get the Asus transformer so we can have a good warranty. So we used our American Express points to purchase that instead. But I look at this item every once in a while. That's all you want to do. Then you can get saying, and it just keeps getting better and better, and the price just keeps going down. Hmm. I've been looking into one of these because I want to read comic books. <laughs> oh, that's, that's all you want to do. Then you can get you a you know a, a cheap hundred dollar tablet if all you're going to do is make an e-reader out of it. No, yeah, specifically w- comic books, not, not <laughs> books. What, what, no, what, 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 that too? What if, just, nah, I don't get no iPad. It's six hundred dollars to read comic books. I'll just buy the comic books. Well, I'm, I'm looking more of the store, the ecosystem <laughs> around it, rather than the device. But, but yeah, he, but he doesn't. But he doesn't want the ecosystem. No, you don't. But, want, so you're just gonna have, uh, okay, pirated comics. Just, I, I, <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's like overkill. It's like buying, it's like buying my father a smartphone. What are you, what are you insinuating? Okay, if you're not going to go through a store to get your comics, yeah, get this. <laughs> they're, they're but my, actually, he can still go through the store with this. Backups. But, but I was thinking that this would be a great device to like have in your car, like a car dash. You might get your car broken into, but but I would love to have like a, maybe not a 10.1, but like a 7-inch a seven, a seven uh, tablet in my yeah. car. That would be awesome. Somebody peek through your window and they see, you know, just a ten inch display and they're like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> why not just steal my car? It's worth way, way more than this tablet. Because it'd be easier to just steal the tablet of the car. That's true, but I'm I'm gonna have some tracking device in it or something. I'm not gonna get away that easy. Yeah, that's true. As soon as they as soon as they turn it on, you can get GPS coordinates out of it. Self destruct device. But also in relation to uh, Google's Android, for for those who are willing to experiment and hack and root and all that other good stuff, um, if you have an Android cell phone, uh, no matter who your carrier is, you probably, I'm pretty sure if you have an Android device, you have high-speed internet. But you probably do not want to pay an additional fee to tether your to share that internet with any of your other internet-capable devices when you're already paying for internet. Well, for those who have a Motorola Droid 2 Global, and this works on quite a few other devices, but it's the only one I can attest to that it does work on, um, you can get this program called Z4 Root. Uh, it's downloaded over the Internet, and it's actually on the freaking Google Marketplace, so you can actually download it that way. Um, but if you, 
and the re- the way it works is it actually uses the debug settings on the on Android devices. Because one thing a lot of people might not know is your Android device actually comes set up also to allow you to debug, test, uh, and deploy your own apps that you may be developing or your own PC or Linux machine. So it actually uses that mo- that debug mode that you can turn on through basic settings. It's not locked. It's not blocked. Um, you run that. It roots your device. Pretty much what rooting does. Rooting doesn't. You know, undo or, or it doesn't really change much on your device. It gives you admin access to your device, meaning that software on there that came with your phone that you don't want, like say Blockbuster or is Blockbuster even still around? But say you want to remove that stuff, it allows you to un- uninstall things like that. Allows you to customize your your interface more than what was initially given. Um, so you, you do that first, and then there's another software you get called Free Wi-Fi Tether. That's actually the name of it. So Google that entirely, Free Wi-Fi Tether APK, or follow the link that we're providing here. Um, get that software. Your phone must already be rooted first, though you can install this before rooting, uh, but it won't work until you root your device. So once you run this, uh, you run this thing, set it up, you know, enter your, you know, encryption key if you want one, name your Wi-Fi point if you need activate, then pretty much anything with a Wi-Fi can connect to your phone and use your 3G or 4G internet signal. And this, I use this all the time. It works great. I use it for my 3DS to play versus mode Street Fighter in the airport. So I use it for my tablet. Uh, I use it for my work laptop, personal laptop. I even connect my Zoom to it. To, yeah, I still use a Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Cadillac of music players. Yeah, I, I love the Zoom. I really do like that thing. I hate that iPod pretty much locked the market down. It would really would have been an awesome device if it, you know, could have competed. But, but yeah, if you have an Android device, you should do this. Though, be careful on your bandwidth uses usage because the carriers are starting to crack down on those who are doing free tethering without paying an additional fee. My best guess as to how they're finding out is seeing how much bandwidth you're using. You know, if you're exceeding two gigs a month or, you know, using seven or eight gigs, or if you're grandfathered in like me with, you know, infant still with the unlimited, if you're using, you know, 10, 15 gigs, they're probably going to watch you closer and see if you're, I guess, see if you're hitting sites that normally you couldn't hit from your phone, which doesn't really make sense because Android browsers on our and they're very close to cons- to a PC browser because they have Flash built into them. So pretty much everything you can do via Wi-Fi tether on your PC, you can do it on your. So I don't know. Maybe they're just gonna you know test your luck. You know, say hey, we caught you, and see if you're dumb enough to admit to it or something like that. But I know I'm not. Gonna- <laughs> I'm going to keep Wi-Fi tethering my butt off because it was in my contract with Alltel. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm still an Alltel customer. And I'm going to keep doing what that was. I already paid for it, and I'm keeping it as that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, then step down from your soapbox. <laughs> I like milk crates. They're stronger. All right. Well, hey, that does it. Like That's, that's your 101st Techpedition podcast. One oh one. Uh, my name is Sergio. I'm the host. Uh, Clarence, uh, Carl, and James. This was there a good go. cast. With the most ran, ran a little long, but uh, visit the website at techpedition.com. Follow us on Twitter 
like us on Facebook, send us fan mail, uh, uh You can also listen to Reality Breached, the, our sister podcast, very good or show. Very brother, good show. brother podcast. Brother podcast. Um, and and vis- visit lugo.com, L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X, my blog. Just set it up. Look at me. Watch our videos. Ask us questions. questions. <laughs> Send us questions. We want questions. Yeah, yeah, ask, us, ask us anything. Personal questions. Dirty questions. Dirty I don't know here. about personal questions now. Dirty questions? Dirty questions. Dirty questions. This is, this is not Carl After Dark. This is the Tank Edition Podcast. After Dark. It's a Tank Edition Podcast After Dark. All right. Well, tune in again next week. No subject is taboo. We, we, we will have another podcast for you. Same bad channel. Do the music. Very, very quick. 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 Go south. Very, very quick. Go south. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs> <laughs>